welcome back to part two of How to Date Your Dragon by Molly Harper with co-host Courtney. <laughs> I know if you guys listened to part one, please enjoy the rest of the episode. If you have not, I highly advise you to go back to part one because this is going to be a whole thing. I am going to thank my patrons again one more time. I'm going to thank Kelly from Boobies and Newbies, the Elm Sisters, Carrie from Muppet Profiles, and Lilith. I want to thank you all so much for being patrons. You can find it at patreon.com slash podcast. And there's a lot of content. I have more reviews I'm putting up that are typically written just because of editing time. I want to give everyone what they need. And so I'd rather put the small little like novellas in written form because it gives you guys time to read and go because I know life is busy for everybody. I also have some more back stuff from (laughs) actually Courtney's first episode with the Firefighter Dragon. Well, not first episode, first episode this year. We'll put it that way. For Halloween month. Because apparently, yes. Anyway, if you would like to find me, I'm on all social medias at Damsel's Podcast. Twitter.com is probably your best bet. That's Twitter.com slash Damsel's Podcast. You can email me. I don't know if I'm actually going to answer it, but that's Damsel's Podcast at gmail.com because my brain is funky. But I do actually pay attention when you guys (laughs) do contact me. Okay, on with the episode. (laughs) Enjoy, because I did. Um, So, I believe, like, Bale's at visiting his uh, grandfather's place, and he gets a call from Zed, and it's Gladys, one of the people from town, and she had been left out on her kitchen table, still dressed in her house coat, a long incision split near her torso. She was recognizable, but her blood had drifted over the table and onto the floor. Um, but there were no footprints on the linoleum. He noticed there was a large squarish smear on the floor as if someone had put a piece of plastic or cardboard near the table before cutting her open. And so basically his, he's going to his grandfather's to deal with it. He hasn't talked to Jillian in a while because like they're being awkward AF. Um, and he finds out, like, somebody else has been murdered, and his grandfather's, like, trying to, like, matchmake him with another dragon community. So. And he's like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. And while they're doing this. Not my mate. Not my mate. Yep. Because Zed found, found her, uh, Gladys, and while they're, like, basically documenting the crime scene, he goes, well, I wouldn't mind if she stayed in town and laid your eggs. She's funny- and she's sweet. And you turn such awesome colors when we talk about her. And Bale just responds, we're no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. As you do. As you do. Yep. They have Clarissa come and basically abduct Jillian. It was consensual. It was for her safety. She got fed a lot of food. Yes. I, f- I feel like I am Clarissa in this situation. Just like, you're having a bad time. Let me feed you. You are stressed out. Let me feed you. Which is very southern. Yeah. Like you, like down down south, you feed people. You're like, okay, but you need, so you give. So after uh, Jillian finally manages to escape from Clarissa's, <laughs> she uh, ends up talking to Zed, and he basically goes, try to share things with Bale, no matter how stressed out he seems. I don't think he likes it as much. He, I don't think he'd like it as much if you pour out your heart to me instead of him. And I was just like, Zed. <laughs> yes. He gets it. He gets the whole mating thing. He Oh, he knows. You know he knows. He's just sitting there watching it play out he, laughing. 
He's like, mate, 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 mate. Not me, not me, not me, not my yep. mate. <laughs> yep. Um, he gets his, so, though, eventually, so. Yeah. Fair. So she, she goes into town uh, to sit on the public safety information meeting to discuss the situation. And she kind of doesn't make it because she runs into Bonita de los Santos. She is the postmaster, the one who can touch things and know. Uh-huh. But I love... Um, who is also a busybody. She is, but she um, she never told the soul what she learned from the mail, even if they offered her cash or bulin. And I was mm-hmm. like... Is it in later books she starts to be a little more? Like, she lets it slide? Yeah. I think yeah. so. But not in this one. Not in this one, no. I think she does, like... I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a while since I read the other ones, but... Um, I just, she was like, Jillian goes, did you, what do you, did you, how much do you know? And she goes, enough to know you're going to be happy when you read, open one of them. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh. So, one of them is a box of cupcakes and it says, from the desk of Tate Ashenford Esquire, bougie bitch. Um, and it, he, he starts it with, hey, sweet cheeks. And she like hated Ugh. that name. And basically is like. Like oh we should you should we should get together sometimes I was so sad when I broke up with you which is not what happened <laughs> so she gets like she gives the cupcakes to Bonita and she's like take them to your grandkids like I don't want them I don't want anything from him and you so know, much to get a little bit of joy from this pain in my ass yeah basically and she's like just to tell your like daughter-in-law i'm sorry and she goes no she deserves it i know what she looks up on the internet and i was just like oh <laughs> dang so jillian gets spicy in the, like, there are a lot of spicy characters in this book i know she calls sonia and she's like she's like but uh don't distract me where why is my ex-boyfriend sending me some sort of misguided baked love offering and Basically, he showed up at their apartment trying to figure out where she was because she wasn't answering her phone because no cell reception. And probably she hasn't blocked, like, a smart person. Right. And he saw, like, she was, like, sending... Sonia was sending her a care package, so he got the, like, address off of there, which, good for him for remembering. It's creepy, but I'm also, like, I would have forgotten five minutes afterwards. Um, I would have been, like, Mystic who? Huh? What? Um, Mystic what? Did I spell this right? No. Um, but what did Sonya send? Because this causes some interesting things. Yes. They were watching Game of Thrones. Because when this was coming out, it was like, I think, midway through the through the series. I think somewhere Before everything went to shit? Yes. yes. I'm just clarifying this for the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just clarifying <laughs> that Game of Thrones, final season, trash. <laughs> trash. Obviously well-liked by you. I loved most of it. No, I meant that last season. Oh, the last season? Yeah, no. It, it was like <laughs> they just squished everything. There was like all the development that, that could have happened probably over at least two seasons was shoved into like, I think six episodes. So you're like, why? Why would you do that? Be- because showrunners are showrunners. I know. They wanted to make their confederacy show. Um, <laughs> and that went so well. But she got sent a plush version of Drogon, the black and red dragon, from Game of Thrones, and she starts cuddling him. 
And she's in her van. Mm-hmm. Because she closed the door so she could have a private conversation because everybody in here... Is a shifter, Basie. Also, yeah. like, shifter, so great hearing. And, like, there... So she also got, like, Earl Grey novelty socks with obscene phrases on them. Want. Honey-based <laughs> lip balm. Uh, her... Sonia's mom's secret recipe spice cookies. And then, like, Mel had sent her, like, knitted ear cozies for headphones. Yeah, Because he's trying to... Like, she was like... She's like, why did you teach him how to knit? And she goes, he needs to keep nimble in his old age. Like, it's so cute. They're like father-daughter more yep. than, like, her actual parents. But Enola, one of the townspeople, is uh, still standing on the sidewalk staring at her as Jillian's cuddling a stuffed dragon <laughs> and, like, moaning over cookies. So she waves at her and Enola grins. So naturally, in five yeah. minutes, everyone's going to know. Obviously. Obviously. And then... I love Sonia. She goes, I want you to look in the bottom of the box inside the manila envelope marked monthly bills. Because her parents were like spy masters and stuff. And I was just like, I love it. <laughs> and basically, the powers that be are not happy that the fact you're involved in a murder investigation and that one of your subjects has turned up dead. Um, they were suggesting replacing her with another anthropologist. They're going to call her on Tuesday to request a pl- preliminary report on the populations, like all of that. And so Sonia, like, made a bullet point list highlighted in the emails to be included. So that way she can be ready so she can just send it right away. Like, oh, I've been doing that the whole time. And I was just like, this is a good friend. This is such a good friend. She's like, I know you're enjoying your time. And she then asked, like, they were talking about, like, stuff. And she goes, and Sonia goes, you totally let that dragon guy into your treasure box, didn't you? And I'm just like, (laughs) the lines. Yep. They're so good. Molly Harper is like amazing at writing these kind of characters because this is one series and I've read all of her, at least a couple of books in all of her series and she's always really fun. She's one of my must keep need to laugh authors. Like I've got the tree nymph book in my mm-hmm. must read need to laugh pile so I can read it at some point. It's a good one. Tree yep. nymph is a good one. I've read it. It was like $1.99 this summer. So I grabbed it. Worth it. So that night she's, she's like, it's too hot. So she naturally, you're just working in a t-shirt and like your underwear because you're home alone. Right. And it's also the South and muggy. So why would you put on clothes? Exactly. So she hears someone pulling up. So she grabs a knife as one does. Yep. And. Normal behavior. Yeah. Somebody's like, she ends up opening the door and seeing Bale walking up there. He picks her up. By the way, he's throwing her legs around his hip, crushed his mouth, her mouth to his, and walked her up the stairs. Um, they're making out, and then she's like going to put her arms around his neck, and she's like, "I'm holding a knife." <laughs> like, <laughs> one of my favorite things. So she drops it. She goes, "I gotta remember to pick that up tomorrow." I'm like, "Honey, I doubt you'll remember your name in like five minutes." Ooh, five minutes should give me him a long time. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm including rec- like she's gonna pat like yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, naked with a butcher knife and a dragon? Was this real life? (laughs) Just lines. I love it. Um, Like, they're basically stripping a male, making out, and he's trying to find the, like, doorknob. And he, like, finally gets the door open. They're, like, making out, and he looks up, and he's, like, the... Remember, her bed is suspended. Mm -hmm. And he's, like... What the hell? And she pushed, like, she goes, and she goes, yeah, my bed swings. <laughs> and, you know, 
With every thrust, the bed swung and bounced off the wall. It sounded just as dirty as it felt. <laughs> Afterwards, she turns and notes the dents in the plaster wall. I'm going to lose my security deposit, she pants. The town is renting the house, not you. Well, the town is going to lose their security deposit. I hope they make you explain why at the next parish commission meeting. I plead the f- I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> like how it's so good. Um, and she's like, thank you for just coming by for the cup of sex. Uh, what gives? And, he- and guess who told him? Zed. Zed said I was you gotta say. Obviously it had to be Zed because Obviously. Zed knows everything. Quote, Zed said you got a package from an ex-boyfriend. He said that you were sitting in your van cooing and cuddling a stuffed dragon while stuffing a cupcake into your mouth. And you thought you would come here and bang the desire for another man's stuffed animals and cupcakes out of me? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, well, it sounds weird when you put it like that. Yeah, the pro- yeah, the phrasing is a problem. He rolled over her, pressing her to the mattress. I don't share not even a dragon thing, though my nature definitely doesn't help. But I won't, tr- I won't share it with some droll. And then she explains what it was, and she says she won't share the cookies. Go for her. <laughs> yes. Um, like you're gonna be possessive hot but also no cookies for you no cookies for you mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta love the the way that molly writes that yeah um so because the town now knows about the murders all like pretty much all her appointments for the week canceled and she goes oh wait, wait. before that he picked up the, the stuffed dragon, cut it out small fry, and put it on the nightstand facing away from the bed. Why would you do that? He pulled her on top of him and kissed her soundly. Because you already have a dragon in your bed. So cute. Mm-hmm. That was just so cute. It's just so cute. Um, so basically, everybody's, ca- like, because the town now knows, like, a lot of people are, like, kind of avoiding. And she's like, they each found some very plausible and unavoidable reason they couldn't meet with her. And she's like kind of like fair, I get it, and but it did give her a good time to polish up the progress report. So when her supervisor called demanding an update, she immediately countered, and then she has to go to town to get groceries because we know the groceries Clarissa, Clarissa dropped off are probably gone by now, and she can't cook. Can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> Sandwich meat only lasts for so long in the south yeah. in the fridge, so you have to take it out and throw it away after a while. Yeah, and uh, she wants to get a care package for her friends to send them up there, mm-hmm. you know. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. So she, uh, you know, runs into Balfour, because, you know, the Boons own the shop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I could start persuading people that you aren't bad luck. And he's basically, like, getting really creepy. So she pulls the taser that she got from uh, Bale, probably mm-hmm. after the first crime scene. Yep. Um. And he, like, tries to grab her, and she blindly shoves it at his crotch, and he turned just in time to catch his hip instead of the zipper, which would have been worse. Yeah, That's metal. Um, and he basically just collapses on there, and she was like, oh, shit. They own the grocery store where she tased him. She's gonna have to go to the wall, start going to the Walmart and Sidel. Mm-hmm. That was, like, struggles. I've lived in a town like that where you, like, if, if everything's closed and you're like, fuck, I gotta drive at least 45 minutes to go get food. Wait, so to go to the, to the taser thing, the thing I like is she goes, she yanked her arm away from him, then reached into her bag to flip the switch on 
uh, his taser. Stay away from me. Don't come near me. Don't come to my house. Don't talk to me. Don't even think of me. He grinned. His grin seemed to have more teeth than she remembered. His eyes flashed a sickly yellow as he lowered his mouth near her ear. And what are you going to do to stop me? And then she does, and then she like tases the hell out of him. And she goes, I'll do that. And she said, stepping over his twitching body and continuing on to the next aisle. Like, it didn't even phase her that she had tased him. Yeah, not till she leaves. And she's like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to get food. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So she goes out and she runs into Simon. And he's like, I just want to make sure you're all right. Balfour can be a little aggressive sometimes. I don't think he realizes his own strength. Um, and he's like, can I walk you to your car? And all of a sudden... Bale appears out of motherfucking nowhere, snatches the girl up, like running, not like dragging, like sprinting, which is, you know, everybody in town's like, oh, this is some good tea. This is some real good tea. Um, Oh, you know, they pass that thing around like 18 different ways to Sunday. Oh, yeah. 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 Like like Sunday church, whatever their Sunday church day is, whatever they do, you know what the conversation was going to be. You know the conversation in the pie shop. Mm-hmm. So, basically, she's like, you can take me back. Simon was just, like, walking to my car. Which, knowing what we know, I'm like, ooh, that was probably not what was going to happen. Yeah. He sets her down outside the, her car, and, like, Balfour's standing behind the glass doors of the grocery smirking at his cousin. And she basically stops him from going in there to fight, which, dragon fight in grocery store. Come on. I'm here for it. Let me see I'm, it. Let me see it. I want I want to see where those hams I, I want to see where those hams go flying to when they hit that back wall with all the meat. Oh my god. And they're like how fucked up like nobody'll get groceries. You'll have no yeah. food for weeks. Because mm-hmm. um, the because the booms won't restock. No. Not personally. No, I mean they, they won't people. they won't they won't buy the food to restock the shelves. That's true. Um, <laughs> They're not going to waste their hoard on that if this is how these people are going to behave. Even though it's them. Yeah. But it's uh, these people in that instance. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, he's a half-human, so he's not family. Well, he's family, but not full family and should be talked down to. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's not family. He's not considered worthy in their family. Yeah. So it'll be blamed on him, and then they could help turn the town against him a bit. So it's a good idea he didn't go fight, sadly. Yeah. So he puts Jillian in her car. He goes to the other side. He's like, you're coming to my place. You're going to stay with me. And she just goes, rephrase, please. (laughs) Yep. Also, why do none of my invitations to people's home include the weirds? Please, you have the option. And he goes... I would feel better if you stayed with me while there's a murderer on the loose and Balfour. And I'm just like, oh. What I, what I really liked is, so every time Balfour is mentioned, all I can think of is Eric Balfour, the actor. He played Jesse on Buffy. He was also on Haven. Oh. <laughs> he does look like he would be a dragon. Yeah, right? Like, don't you, like him, dragon. don't you see him? Don't you see him in like this family? Yeah. He could play it. I'd cast that. See? Um, so. You see where I am with this Balfour thing now. Yeah. So yeah, every I time that. I see it, I just see him in Haven. Because he was so hot in Haven. Yeah. He played um, Duke in Haven. I've never seen it. Ah. Uh, 
it was like I don't I didn't see the last I don't think I saw like the last season or so but the first couple of seasons were really really good mind fucks love it yeah um, and it was based on Stephen King the Colorado kid and then they just kind of like went from there I like I like that where they take the inspiration but they don't remake uh-huh. the thing yeah so basically he explains like I'll sleep better at night if I know you're safe you're safe slave I can't talk if I know you're safe and you know how f- important it is for me to sleep at night with my dangerous and fast-paced job. Zeb said you only wrote one ticket last week, and it was to Zed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here for this. Uh, so they go to his house. It's a Georgian-style, two-story Georgian-style. And- Wait, hold on. Wait, her line. So you're locking me up in a vault like a princess in a tower that you're guarding like a dragon. How did I miss that one? That's in the beginning of talking about, and that's why he says, I'm not trying to lock you up in a vault. I treasure you, but you're not my treasure. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) And then he tells her that he would like to take care of her. I just, it was I mean, she can't, she can't cook. It's fair. (laughs) It's fair. How is she going to eat? To be fair, I don't think he can either. I know. They're screwed. No, Clarissa feeds him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I don't think he can cook very well. Either. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> so he lives modestly for his family because he's only in a two-story star brick Georgian-style house. Um, With white and, shutters. Yeah. And he they go to, he, like, leads her down to his bedroom. And the room was windowless and cavernous. The ceiling had to be 20 feet high. At least, and the room itself took up more than half the house. A huge nest of pillows was situated in the center of the room, but there was no other furniture, not even a nightstand. <laughs> we find out why later. Um, yeah. And she's like, he's like, I can't cook. And he goes, uh, not a problem. Clarissa packs meals for me every week, so I don't starve to death. I think he can cook. I think he just can't, like, he's just busy, so she's just like... Here you go. And she wants to take care of him. I, no, I don't think he can cook. Like, not enough to be, like, be having, you know, a fulfilling meal. Oh, because yeah. Because you, you have to think, he came from the Boons, who true. all have, like, money. Staff. and Yeah. So, like, because he had to stay with them after his parent, well, not after his parents died, but, like, there was that weird time in between. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a feeling he probably went to his grandfather's a lot. That's true. Because if he uh, was 26 and they have to be 30 to be considered grown... That means he was probably under his grandfather's care for the last four years or so. That yeah, no, you're probably right. So you know, so I don't. Uh, do you you want reheated meatloaf or reheated gumbo? He asked. She laughed. You have that woman wrapped around your little finger. <laughs> yep. Not mad at it. Nope. Um, I, I like the next line. I don't have it. Go ahead. Okay, it's kind of like when a tiger adopts a baby goat at the zoo. It's unnatural and shouldn't warm your heart, and yet it does. Not wrong. And then uh, they they were having their date or whatever, and he ignored several texts from Zed asking why Balfour came to his office demanding justice for his nearly electrocuted balls. Yep, I forgot about that. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't touch people unwillingly, and it won't be a problem. You won't get taped. Ask, so, ask the dolphins. Yeah, go ahead. Ask the unicorn. <laughs> ask I'm thinking... The uni- I, I'm thinking the dolphin, because if you catch a shapeshifter dolphin in a net, what happens to the shapeshifting dolphin? <gasps> That's true. Yeah. Think about that. So, they hook up. They're, she's, like, asleep. And she wakes up. She's cradled in a soft, leathery wing, pressed against the dragon's warm belly. Her foot was 
wedged against the dragon's horn snout. She quickly drew back her foot as if the dragon would wake and suddenly t- decide to take off a few of her toes. So that's why he ha- doesn't have furniture in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, you know, yep. he turns into a dragon when he sleeps. And then so she's looking at it, and he uh, he starts, like, flicking his tongue at her. Wait, wait. She... First, I like this a huge, golden, like, wrapped around her like a faithful hound, which is really funny when you think about all the shifters and the werewolf romances. Mm-hmm. Top notch, man. Top but notch. but but also you have to realize that Molly Harper wrote the Naked Werewolf series, so she's written about werewolves before. Oh. So it's kind of a nice little callback to an old to an old series she had. I wanted to point that out because I thought it was a very cute way of referencing her old book. <laughs> that is very good. So he's like flicking, and she goes. The flush of arousal she felt was alarming as it was complete. She wanted Bale badly. She spreads her palm, spread her palm along his neck. Okay, Bale, I need you to go back to your human form because there are even some things I'm not open-minded <laughs> enough to try. <laughs> Which I appreciate she, the addressing yes. of it. Yes. Like, this is not my kink. This is not my thing. I, I understand not, other people have it, but I do not. I am not Chuck Tingles. Yeah, and I'm also not looking for, like, a live version of a furry moment, so let's mm-hmm. not say we did. Oh, yeah. I appreciated that. I did appreciate it. Because sometimes it was... you wonder when you're reading some of these shifter books, and you're like, did he shift back to human? Because it faded to black, and he was not a human then. Yeah, oh, no, I, when you're just, like, sitting there like, um, <laughs> not okay, not okay. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> and she also calls him pretty when he's a dragon he is a pretty dragon uh huh gold and green so they establish their routine everybody's getting relaxed they forgot about the horrors that Ted and Gladys had suffered they become they start talking to her she reschedules the interviews collects questionnaire enters data she's like still living at his house she right. basically moved in no one bothered to tell her that but she moved in um, one morning she's not that she, observant about things sometimes. Uh, one morning she woke up glowing. Literally, mm-hmm. Bale had been sleeping when she discovered the issue. He woke up when she sh- screeched, "What the hell is this?" Fair, <laughs> right? Fair. And he goes, "Well, sometimes when he, a dragon takes on a human partner, well, after the exchange of my contribution, <laughs> you take on a little bit of you take a little bit of my fire into you, and you glow." Which I'm assuming they've been boning a lot, so yeah, a lot of glowing. It's supposed to draw me even closer to you. You know, the whole dragons are attracted to shiny thing. <laughs> Your uh, body fluids are going to make me bioluminescent. Yeah. I like. I liked her, like, her reaction was very scientific. Mm-hmm. But you can tell very freaked out, too. I mean, fair! Fair, yeah. <laughs> so she basically has to stay home because she's a fucking, like glowy person she's a glow worm she is a glow worm he goes into the office wait wait, hold on he's like okay but am i going to glow in the dark and he says there are women who pay top dollar for that sort of thing he exclaimed are you telling me there's a dragon semen and high-end beauty products no it's even more of an internal it's more of an internal process never mind she glowered at him how long until i can leave the house you've never been more beautiful than me he tried to smile his most charming smile but she was not having it how long? 
a few days. And she's like, I'm going to call Zed and have him gnaw on you. That seems fair. <clears throat> That's his reply. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So he go- yeah. It's it's so good. Like, there's nothing... It's always so enjoyable. Um, So, there is a, a complaint against Bale. And they said, you're incompetent. If you're going to try to do a thankless human job, you should at least do it well so you don't embarrass yourself. And he goes, Belfer filed a complaint about me. He goes, you know I can't say. Unrelated note, your cousin's an asshole. By the way, <laughs> Zed dressed up in a suit to Dude. do this. Yes, he put on a, like, clip-on tie. Yeah, it's so funny. And he's like, now that I've finished that, please go back to doing what you were doing. You were doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, God, this is great. And they start talking. He's like, he he bail like, about Jillian staying at his house. And he's like, he's like thinking about making the arrangement permit. permit oh, wait, hold on. Also, Jillian thinks Balfour killed Gladys and Ted. That is true. And that's important to note because Balfour is fucking creepy. He is super creepy. But, uh, uh, Dale and Zed do not think he did it. Yeah, they're like, he does. He wouldn't. He's an asshole, but he's not that much of an asshole. Yeah. Bale's thinking about making it permanent, you know, marriage, hatchling, the whole nine yards. And I was just like, Ugh. He goes, he didn't care about his grandfather's wrath or possibly losing out on his share of the family hoard. He wanted to, hon- well, he wanted to honor his father's wishes. Bale knew his father would rather see him happy than richer. Um, and while, like, then like, we end the chapter with there was another body found, and it's Teeny Jackson. She was a s- sweet woman who made blackberry wine and brought it down to City Hall every Christmas. I used to tease her about arresting her for running an unlicensed brewery operation, brewing operation, but the wine was so damn good I couldn't stand to. Um, she was born human, but then developed super, like, she's a kitchen witch, and she developed it about yep. ten years ago. So he comes home after that, and she's just like, like he's just broken, and she knew like it had to be someone else. Oh, she was she was also the room mom for her kid. So like she was like that all American type, yeah, like preeminent Southern mom, room mother, kitchen yeah, like, witch. I don't know what a room mother is. So. Um, a room mother is like the ones that will bring cupcakes or bring things like you know the teacher wants to do something and like she'll bring like um i don't know big bags of like newspaper and stuff like that like they just kind of oh. like do that job you know have have you seen practical magic yes okay so you know the phone tree that that they mentioned in that movie like how you know they call down the phone tree all the time so yeah. the one in the top of the tree is the room mom uh, uh, and then, then they kind of like coordinate down and find other people to help kind of make sure that, you know, if the class has a carnival or something is going on, they're kind of like helping in charge of run it. Gotcha. You're the contact person if you need to know what's going on. Exactly. And you're the one that like kind of leads the charge when it comes to needing things for the class and stuff like that. Because the, the teachers can only do so much. And so the moms kind of take over. Like my godmom was the room mother for a couple times when I was in elementary school. And basically, she would bring, like, um, cupcakes, or she would help put together, like, the Halloween carnival in the um, uh, gym and stuff like that. So, like, she would work with a room. So, she would work for the room, and the school had stuff going on and stuff like that, too. Oh. Yeah. So, it's a, it's, a, it's a big deal, like, when it comes to to being, like, uh, unpaid, basically an unpaid parapro for the, like, big stuff, not the day-to-day stuff. Gotcha. 
Yeah. It's actually a pretty big deal. I did not know that, but I also did not grow up in the South. This makes uh, Bale really, really want to keep Jillian safe. He goes, I've waited for decades for my mate to come around. I'm not going to apologize for wanting to keep her. You can't keep me. I'm not one of your treasures. I'm a person. Yep. And it's basically like he she, he never explained to her how significant it the was mm-hmm. showing her hoard. So he goes, no, it means I have real life altering feelings for you. I mean, I see you as a potential mate. It means I want to show you that I can provide for you. This isn't isn't just a quick roll on the coins. It's pretty much a marriage proposal. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Not the best way of proposing. No, no. And, you know. Especially she, to a scientist. Yeah, so they're continuing to fight, and, like, she, uh, like, somehow knocks a piece of Bale's file open, and she notices that. Wait, wait, hold on. To go back, she goes, like, well, how the hell am I supposed to know that? She exclaimed. This is a problem with you dragons being so secretive. You can't deny human information, humans' information about your culture, and then get mad at us for misunderstanding. That's why I want to keep working to help people with relationships like ours to help them understand how Mystic Bayou works. Mystic Bayou works because we make it work. That's the problem with your study. You're trying to show people how to duplicate how we live here. You can't. Why not? Because what we have here is special. I'm not going to deny that, but there are other special towns out there that could be just as great. So you're going to franchise Mystic Bayou like Maggie, uh, like Maggie McDonald's? I'm not supposed to be bothered by that. She's like, why are you trying to twist my words? Why are you trying to ruin my town? What are you talking about? I'm not trying to ruin anything. I'm just trying to help people. She cried, pausing as a plastic bag. That's when it fell off. Yeah. With, the, with the information. I wanted to put that in there because, like, contextually, this is her first, like, really big fight since they gotten together. Yeah. Like, like on a on a larger scale of their relationship, like... Yeah, this is probably their first, like, big confusion. Because and... they were in that honeymoon stage before that. Yeah. She sees it, and she goes... She realizes, like, this is, like, scientific notes. Like, this is shorthand. Everybody has their own shorthand. Don't you do that? And he's like, no, I just dictate it and then write it down later. I was like, Fair. Um, and there she's like, wait, has there been any other accidental deaths before or like attributed drowning or animal attacks or just disappearances? Cause she's like, this has been going on longer than we think. Mm-hmm. And her scientific nose can notice that she goes, I'm not a forensic expert. I'm a people expert, which is technically what anthropology is. Yep. Um, when I'm learning a culture, I look at commonalities. What keeps the group together? What do they have in common? Ted, Gladys, and Teeny. They were different types of magic. They were different ages, genders, different jobs, different social circles, believed in different gods. They weren't born magic. They were all changed by the rift. Mm-hmm. And so um, she she realizes, like, he wants to understand how the victims work. Like, they're specimens. He doesn't consider them murders. They're dissections. And he's basically working his way out from the rift, taking apart people who've turned. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Um, you're staying here with my guns and heavily locked doors. I know you're not a treasure to be hoarded to your person. And I know things are messed up right now, but you're my person. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm asking, as, as someone who feels for you, I'm begging you to stay where it's safe. So I appreciated that. Yeah. And then she goes, and okay, oh, that is not fair. He kissed her all fury and fear, and she sighed, she sighed against him in relief. Fine, I'll stay here. Thank you. I'll bring you home a pie. You know, pie doesn't solve everything. You'd be surprised. Pie, so- pie would solve 
most things. I know, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, especially when you consider it's coming from a brownie who knows exactly what you need based on who you are. Yeah, that pie is going to solve a lot of things. Exactly. Your your emotional, like, will be good. Mm -hmm. You'll be balanced again after eating it. No, I really want pie now. <laughs> I, I want, like, a blueberry crumble pie. I, I don't really even like... know what kind of pie I want. Oh. Um, but, so she'd been there for a couple days, you know, he'd been coming back, and all of a sudden she hears a car pulling up, and it's, like, not Bale's car, and it's Belfer! And he's smirking at, like, he sees her, and he smirks, and he, she, like, sprints out the back door, because she's like, he can break in. He's, like, one of the right. few people. She gets out, trying to run to the, uh, Bale's boat, and gets smacked up the head. She wakes dun, up. Dun, dun, Face down in the dirt floor of a shed. She goes, that's bad. Pissed yes. off. Hands cuffed behind her back. There was duct tape over her mouth. Obviously, you can flip the... Behind the back, you gotta get... And if you're that way, you just gotta get your feet around it. And you can get it to the right side, which is a lot easier to do things. <laughs> um, She kind of gets the tape off her mouth. And she was, like, pretending to... um be unconscious, and then she's surprised because Simon Malfader, the unassuming science teacher, walked in, and I was just mm -hmm. like, the first wait, she, time... Wait, she also won her Swiss Army knife, which was in her purse, which she didn't know where it was. Yeah. I'm and like, she, she was smart. She yeah. was like, okay, when in doubt, carry a Swiss Army knife. True. Next time she knows to keep it in her pocket at all times. Always in the pocket. Um, Which, the first time, I didn't actually see him as the person oh see i did he reminded me of did you ever watch true blood yes he reminded me of renee it is very i didn't see renee coming either like i started to pick it up a little bit but then like i was like nah like because he seems so like kind and all that but see i read the books so i knew who was coming and so I saw the little, like, you know, things they were giving. And when I'm looking at this and Suki Stackhouse's book with that, I'm seeing, like, a very similar um, pattern. Yeah, well, a pattern of being, like, very friendly, very open, you know, helpful, courteous, mm -hmm. all of that. And then you see the darkness kind of spiraling a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the darkness in, like, in the case of Renee being... Bed bug, being a bed bug, <laughs> being loopier than a bed bug. Um, and in the case of Simon, you could definitely, like, if you if you read it the second time, you can definitely see it. But even the first time, you can notice he's very um, polite in a way of, like, he's constantly being super helpful mm -hmm. to the point of too much sometimes. Like like when he was, like, a Balfour with the, in the grocery store, right? Yeah. You look at him and you go, even like when I was reading it and rereading it, because I'd forgotten some of this. And I was like, you know, that's super creepy. Yeah. Like looking back at it, I was just like, okay. Okay. I see it now. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely saw it from like that. Well, I wasn't that surprised by it when I read it the first time. I was a little bit surprised, but I wasn't surprised that it was someone that was unexpected. Yeah, I I did figure that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a good it was a good twist. 
I enjoyed it. And he was so jealous. Yeah, it was it was it was a very good. He's like, um, and he goes, you know what I find insulting about all this? No one even considered me. Sheriff Boone hasn't questioned me. No one has even asked. Uh, where I was when the, my subjects met their end. Hell, you never even followed up on your half-hearted offer to interview me. I don't even know why you bothered to pretend you were interested. And I think she was interested. I think she just got... People kept it, dying. Yeah. Kind of hard to go do things when people keep dying. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, people dying kind of tends to not go well. Yeah, and, you know, she's kind of had other shit to do. Like not dying. Not dying. She had to do the report. She had to keep her job. Mm-hmm. And all that. And she, like, he, he, he did it. He's like, I'm just as smart as you are, even if I don't go to those fancy schools. I've, I've seen the glow over the last few weeks, the magic that only comes from being a shifter. And she's like, oh, God damn it. Freaking Bale making me glow. So she manages to get out. Yeah, yeah, she does some she does some great stuff to get out. Yeah. And he by the way, before she gets out though, he whines so much about how like these people weren't using their gifts right. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. I like, would have done better. Like cuz Ted was gross and I mean, I agree Ted was gross. Mm-hmm. And like Gladys apparently didn't like being what she was because she didn't choose it. It wasn't like and it wasn't like she was born into it and she didn't choose it. Like magic chose her, she didn't choose it. Mhm. And then, you know, like, Teeny was like, he, she could have helped so many people, but she kept it to a select few. How dare. Yeah. And then, like, he describes what he did, and holy crap. I followed protocols. I knocked them out with chloroform before I started the dissection, but I didn't get any reward for my efforts. No answers. Why them and not me? Dude, there's, leave those subreddits alone and move on. It very is. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like someone that would be on one of those subreddits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very much like what are, what are they called? The guys who are they said they're voluntarily celibate. Incels? Incels, yes. It's very incelly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she gets out and in the distance came a roar. Simon looks like he's about to shit his pants. Which valid I would do. I yeah. And she goes, she turns to see a massive golden beast with green gold wings. Oh, and- wait, wait, before she gets out, by the way, like, um, uh, she's, he slashed the, uh, scalpel, scalpel across her belly, but she still could manage to move on. Yeah. So important information to look back on later. Moving on. Go ahead. <laughs> the roaring dragon. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, screaming out the sheer joy at the sight of him. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. She goes like, "You snuck up on me once. It won't happen again." You think ball is bad, uh, scary? I deal with grant committees. I'll destroy a little worm like you. I liked that. Oh yeah. That that was just such an academic answer. I mean, I I just I couldn't hate it. I was like, that's such an acad like an academia academic answer. Yeah. Also, I, I, fair. I feel like she would get along with um. Yeah. Irene from uh, Shelley Lawrence's pack series, Wolf with Benefits. I think she get along with that one, with with Irene. Irene is also like a Wonderkin um, PhD. She had a PhD by the time she was like twenty five. Gotcha. Which I mean that that that's very common in in the shifter world. 
But she's like, but she's like the cold version of Jillian. Hmm. But they both look at it like, you think you're scary? You're being a shifter. I deal with the. Have you dealt with this? But then again, Irene's not allowed to go to any kind of most uh, meetings because she tends to scare off the donors. Ah. Uh, like. But that? I can see, yeah. But I can see, I can see her and and Jillian getting along for some reason. One does what? one scares them off, and then one butters them up. Yeah, thank obviously. you. Obviously, I can see that working somehow. Sorry, I just I kept seeing that in my head every time I read this. No, I was like, you're good. Um, so Bale basically goes to fight, like send a fireball. Simon grabs Jillian and puts pulls her in front of him. She beats away the flames as she ra- runs away from Simon, heading to- uh, for the house. He was running towards the dock in the direction of his boat. She tripped, rolled down the grass to extinguish the flames, but she couldn't even feel the heat. It just smelled like burning cotton. Yep. So basically, Bale transforms back into Bale. He's uh, naked, by the way. Except for the gun strapped to his ankle. Which I was like, clever AF. (laughs) Right? He got a little stretchy stretch. Yeah, you're not always going to be the dragon, so hey. Um... He gets on the boat. He runs down the length of the dock, his naked cheeks bouncing as Simon's boat pulled away, pulled into the swamp. He emptied the gun, firing it at the boat, hitting the outer boat outboard motor a few times, only glancing Simon's shoulder. He howled, clutching his hand as wound. This pissed her off more <laughs> yep. than the tried to kill herself. He cut people apart, nice people with lives of their own, and he couldn't take a little shoulder wound. Yep. Um, and she's like, well, go... She goes to bail. She goes... Freaking roast him, and he goes, I can't. He goes, that was a dragon and his mate in danger. He's like, now I'm sheriff, and he's a perpetrator who needs justice. By the way, still naked. Um, <laughs> yeah. feel like I just need to point that out. <laughs> I need to caress by the book. I can't put, I decided to burn him alive because he hurt my girlfriend. <laughs> Love. So, they're having this conversation, and Simon's trying to get his- Away. Yeah. Suddenly, a ten-foot alligator lunged up from the water, snapping his jaws around his head. His torso flailed pitifully as he was dragged into the water. A geyser of blood and bubbles exploded from the bottom. Yep. And Jillian covered her mouth with her hands, swallowing a scream. And, like, yep. here's here's the thing that gets me. This is what reminded me, like, does this not remind you of something you'd see on, like, sci-fi? On one of their, like, mega oh, yeah. movies or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, like, what was it, like, mega... It was a python and the gator one. <gasps> I've seen that one! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. you see this being in that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally see, I can totally see like, um, uh, uh, De- like, Debbie Gibson, Deborah Gibson, and, like, Tiffany in these scenes mm. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's also set, like, that was set in, like, the swamps of Florida. This is set in the swamps of Louisiana. I'm just saying. I just, I kept seeing it in my head. I had to. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. Um, we are almost done, I promise, yeah. guys. Um, so Don't worry, I'm re- cutting, like, this in gown, so it'll be fine. Uh, so they realize she is injured, and then they uh, pull up her shirt, and they watch her stomach knit itself back together, and now Bale's like, the fuck is this? My My magic sperm does not do this. Nope. My fire sperm. <laughs> yeah. 
So basically after this, they both have to like do stuff and they don't get to talk. She goes back to DC to like present her report. Uh, he, meanwhile, as soon as he got the report, is reading it obsessively. Uh-huh. And it's like, he, a, and he calls it a damn textbook. I mean, it kind of is. But kind of with that many rare species together, it kind of would have to be. Yeah. But somehow distance had grown between them. In the time, her knife wound healed to Zed arriving on the scene to help him clean things up. She got in a ride home from Closa, and then she locked herself in Mrs. Lottie's house during her last days in the bayou. She promptly left town to present work to her bosses. And you're just like, aw. Oh, yeah, and they want to throw her a going-away party, and she was just like, no, no. Because, like, she didn't feel like she was part of the community, so it was like, yeah. it's better if I leave. Because, like, she arrived, and all these people started dying, so. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so she's back in D.C. She's like, she it's too loud. Like, I love that she, uh... Just took a taxi because she didn't want her friend to battle the airport traffic. Yeah. Which I've never been to the D.C. airport, but I'm assuming it's crazy. Um, if it's anything so- like the Atlanta one, I can understand why. Yeah. Because, like, the way traffic works in very, mm-hmm. like, tight spaces. Yeah. Tanya goes, no, you're seriously glowing. Like, you're actually giving off visible light. Remember, <laughs> she's still glowing. Which is weird if she's been through the airport like this. Yes, and also the fact it's been a week since they boned. Yeah, yeah. So she goes in, and her boss is, uh... Wait, wait. So basically it's like the board meeting, but the board is one woman. One woman right now. Yes. Because the rest of them didn't need to be there, interrupting this conversation. Yeah. And it's, um, she's a kitsune, so she's a Japanese fox with, like, seven tails? Yeah, and her name is, um... Akio? Akio, yeah. Akio Tomata? Yeah. And she's like the head of Jillian's department, which means it's like, she's like, I've never talked to her, made eye contact with her. Basically, like, she's like, good to know we're on the same page. How would you feel about working from Mystic Bayou for the foreseeable future? Wait, hold on. But the boss said, like, you've set the bar very high. So, like, she was an accidental choice, and yet. She did such a good job. Yeah. Well, for one thing, she did not get gored by a unicorn, so that helps. Also, yeah. that man has been fired. <laughs> yes. She also point that out that we find out he's been fired. But also, but also, like if you fire him from the league, what can he do? Because he now knows all the supernatural secrets. Do they have like a Men in Black kind of boop boop? I mean, I I haven't seen that before, so I don't know. But, like, he could... Do you see? I mean, how, what, hmm? I don't know. Like, does Okay, does we'll need to write to Molly Harper. Like, does, does fire mean literal fire? <laughs> they just turn them in, like, just... And okay, you're dead yeah. now. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great question. We should ask her on Twitter. Yes, because I'm like, I don't know the answers to this, and I want to We're rereading this. We need to know the answers. Molly Harper, give yeah. us answers. I'm we pretty have... sure you did not think about it, but we have questions. Yes, because I want to know about firing, because it's, it's, it's the whole thing. This is not like getting fired from, like, IBM, because IBM doesn't really exist much anymore, so it's not a big no. deal. But, like, you're getting fired from the Supernatural League. That's like getting fired from... The CIA? If not more. Yeah. It'd be like combining like six different 
from across the world type things because you've got so many different yeah you have to cooperate with so many different countries that's true be like an international organization kind of like yeah. Interpol, i guess yeah Interpol meets like i guess men in black for non-aliens like yeah that's a great question what do you do molly harper please answer our question this this is my question now you see I read that a couple times, and I was like, but what do you do when you're fired? You can't go back to normal life. That's true. I mean, is he going to be, like, pencil pushing in some, like, archivist job in the, like, middle of, I don't know, the Himalayas? Sounds like a good time. But he can't work with the League because he's been fired for them. So who would give him a See, this is why I like world building. That's it's true. little things like this that kind of set my little imagination running wild. He's now just an intern because they can't really fire him. He just fetches coffee. He's not even an intern. He is like the janitor. <laughs> no, I was going to say he's like an intern, but he's like the high school intern, not even like the college intern. So you can't even make copies. Right. <laughs> You're not allowed near any of the equipment. Fair. So, like, you're just permanently in, like, your house. Because you're not, you can't go around the unicorns anymore. It's true. Because you're on their no-call list. And they can't even send him down to the shape-shifting dolphins. Because he doesn't work for them anymore. So, I have also, questions I feel now. like he would enjoy that way too much. Yes. I have all the questions. I want to know what you do when you're fired from this place. I want answers. Sorry, we'll go back to the subject, but I still want answers. This is my little side tangent for the day. I appreciate it. Um, so I mean, we're I, like, what? Four books in. We need to know. Go ahead. Maybe we will. I haven't finished the series, so we'll see. Um, so she basically gets offered to go back to the bayou, and she is very, very excited about it because she misses it and bail. Um <laughs> And she's, uh, Akio goes, I'm a firm believer of not changing a situation that's working. And, you know, she's like, you also need to, like, be, like, dealing with a tolerant company while you adjust to your new situation. And then she's like, I'm on fire. <laughs> like, straight up. Yeah, because, like, um, the boss, like, sprung on the table in her, like, full kitsune form. So, yeah, like, the, the kitsune form, yeah. Yeah, because she was just like, what the, and, like, you know, Jillian's like, the fuck is this? And all of a sudden, I can't turn anything off. Yeah. I, I, like, I kept imagining Hades from, um, Hercules, like, you know, his hair. Mm -hmm. That's what I kept imagining what she looked like. You know, with the blue fire and the blue flame and her hair yeah. and her being in blue. That's true. That's it'll be good. Um, and it's because like, it was blue fire, and that was confusing to me at first too. Because how hot was yeah. that fire? Yeah. It's like your inner fire. It's blue, which is interesting. A phoenix flame usually reflects their emotional state. You must be very eager to return the bayou to the bayou, my dear. So it's like that's awkward because if people can read you, it's like a mood ring. But you're fire. yep. And she figures out how she got into the league, which yep. is great. 
So Akeo goes, you may not know this, but during World War II, my family was detained in an internment camp in California. It was very difficult to be a minority at that time. It was even more difficult to be a minority within a minority. There was only one other shifter family at the ca- camp, a family of Kappas named Yakimata. Jillian beams, you know Mel? So Mel got her the job and he wanted to mm-hmm. like keep an eye on her and help her because her family sucks. Yup. Uh, so she decides to go back. And we go back to Bale, and Zed is dealing with a very grumpy dragon. Like, super Oh, wait, grumpy. hold on. There's also the scene with, like, Jillian and Sonya, and, like, Sonya's just talking, 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 and just, like, you know she can hear you, right? Oh, yeah! And, Sonya, and Sonya's just like, oh, right, and closes the door as if that's gonna stop her from being able to hear anything. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's going to stop everything. And then Jillian's like, you're going to be so mad at me because Sonya's like, why the fuck were you on fire? Yeah, she walks out and they're like, the fuck are you on fire for? I mean, who doesn't you tell? And who? why didn't you tell me you have a fire thing now? Yeah, she didn't know. <laughs> she, just thought it was his, she just thought it was his very, like, fiery sperm. Yeah. Fire sperm! 2021! <laughs> 2022 2022 2022 2022 is fire sperm yeah this is dragon fucking 2021 2021. um please also let just know if you want dragon fucking 2022 i will gladly return at any point of the year we it's not my fault I got you into dragons. You literally did. You literally did with this book. So it's completely your fault. Well, I didn't know you were going to go in a rabbit hole of dragon fucking that That's year. true. We had never really talked. I had maybe some Twitter. And so the ADHD hyper focus. And not going to lie. Most of it was on accident. It just kept coming up. And I was very confused. <laughs> Still recommend the Russian dragon movie called I Am Dragon. I Am Dragon, yes. It is wild. I've seen it. Well, I've seen parts of it because Lindsay Ellis had a like stream on it, and so I was watching it through that. I did not know she did. I have to find this now. Thank you for another YouTube thing. <laughs> Thank you. I was at plans today. Um, well, you have to wait for your bread to do anyway, so you might as well watch stuff in between. Yeah, I need to go pay rent, too, but uh, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um... So, Bill is a very you can, wait, you can play it on your phone, and then you can just have it working as audio while you wait. There we go. See? Um, so, Zed is giving Bale crap because, you know, he he's making everybody upset because he is very grumpy because she left. And he gave, like, an old lady a ticket for going, like, too over the speed <laughs> yeah. limit. And Zed goes, well, there's something to look forward to. Because he's basically like, are you going to be grumpy for the next, like, three decades? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, great. Um, so can you please go apologize to the octogenarian that you offended? And made cry. Yeah. Yeah. He made her cry. And then go home and take a nap or roll around in your gold, like, Scrooge McDuck or whatever dragons do to calm their asses down. <laughs> oh. oh, wait. To add, add to that, hold on. And, like, Zeb was like, have you thought about going to see her? Yeah. And she was okay. like... And she was like, in a, he was like, how would that be less desperate than calling her? I do love that that was his response. <laughs> not maybe go see her and see what's going on. Because if you're not going to call her, maybe in person would be better. Yeah. Um, 
kills me. And he's like, nah, nah, I'm just gonna sit here. She'll come back. Um, and he's, like, going towards his car, and all of a sudden, Jillian's just there. <laughs> and yep. he's, like, always I walk around scowling like that? Yep. I, I just, I, I have to, because that's just so... Yep. And he goes, that's so them. Yeah, she was surrounded by this glow that seemed to shift between gold and blue. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, you're here. And she's like, um, basically was talking about how, like, how she hated all this stuff. And she goes, and you weren't there. She wrapped his finger, her fingers around his left hand. And I hated that you weren't there. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Wait, first they have that miscommunication moment, too. Like, or have I me, or have I completely misread this situation and I should go? So she's like, do I need to, like, get a new job now? Somewhere else. Is this awkward? Are we are we good? Right. We good? No. Yes. No. Yeah. Maybe. But I like I, I like how like he was like yes I was fine without her you know he tells her stalwart manly stipper upper lip and all that he insisted and then he's been a nightmare Zed yelled from the doorway an awful dickish nightmare. <laughs> That's my favorite. So much. <laughs> He does not let anything slide. No. No. He's great. Oh, yeah. One thing I really like, too, is, is um, uh, he uses, like, Cajun words a lot, too. Like, it's just yeah. part of his language. Yeah. Which, again, is a Renee thing from that. But, but weirdly, because this is in, like, the New Orleans-y area, and that one was set, I think, closer to um, uh, the other B one. Anyway, it was set to the north. Yeah. Oh, Baton Rouge. Yeah, there you go. Well, I was thinking of Monroe for whatever reason, because my dad lived in Monroe briefly, so. Gotcha. Which is in near Baton Rouge, and I couldn't think of the word. It's fair. <laughs> Words are hard. Um, huh. Locations are hard when you're, like, 5,000 miles away, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jillian goes, did Zed not tell you I was coming back? Like, they called him two days ago to renew my lease. And he just turns on. He's like, "How could you?" And Zed's like, "More fun. This is a great time. The, I, I better than a soap. Like honestly, I think this is just his amusement." Um, and she goes, "Oh, I have feathers now. Also, my boss startled me, and I turned perp into a purple and gold bird and set a t conference table on fire." <laughs> so, my guess is the first time she went out there, she kind of got like, and she passed out. Yeah, it was when yeah, so she goes. My boss says I'm a phoenix. I'm like, cool, thanks. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm gonna go back to my place. And he goes, you're gonna catch it on fire. It's not fireproof. He goes, my place, however, is built to withstand dragon fire. And she goes, you're not nearly as subtle as you think you are. And so they race back. Wait, wait. Like she first, first they say I love you. Oh yeah, yeah. Blech. Because he's like, but no, but but the way she like tilts her head, squinting up at him, she brushed her fingers over her scalp. You never said you loved me, because he said, you know, like, you know, how could I like let, um, how can I expect anything less from a woman I love? Blah blah blah. And he's like, um, well, you never said you love me either, but I do. You're what I treasure in, most in the world, and I was an idiot for letting you leave without telling you. I love you too. I'm sorry I left. I just needed to be sure. I think that's important though, because a lot of times in some romances they don't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they don't apologize for not saying they're sorry, but for the miscommunication of it all. That's why I think I really, like, really, really enjoyed this, like, her writing is because it's so real. Yeah. 
Like, there's like real problems. It's not just like it's not scenes between plot points, which sometimes you can get in some of the like the shifter books. It's a combination of many different things together. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was, like it's well done. I just I just love that. Like so she starts flying off and Zed as a, goes as a large purple and gold bird. Yeah. And Zed goes, "She's going to touch all your stuff." <laughs> and, and like he is so horrified by this idea. He's like, "Wait, what? Hold on. What?" what? <laughs> She's already been there too. So I was just like has she not touched your stuff? Everybody go... Like, the first time you're at your partner's place by yourself, you go look through shit. Obviously. I just... I'm curious. I I've mean, never done that, shit. actually. I've really? never actually done that. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about that. I've never actually done that because, like, the only one I've ever been really invested in has been Sven. And, like, I moved here, so I didn't really have to do that because literally I was living in a room in the attic. Which yeah, was also true. my room. <laughs> That is that is very true. <laughs> I had an attic room that was like maybe a hundred square feet, so you got to know, like yeah. I had to put my stuff up. Yeah. You had to look to figure out the spacing situation. Fair. Yeah. Um. But I mean, that's the only time. Yeah. So they get there. They several vulnerable possessions are burned to ash in the mad dash to the bedroom, and I was just like. I see what you did there, and I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Two very tired magics lay on Bale's nest of pillows and blankets. Bale was dragging, like, he's just so happy. Mm-hmm. And then she, so he te- he shares his dragon name, which is very secret, because it can control them. Yes. What is his dragon name? Hold on. I have lost it. Ah. I. I I'm. It's a name you would never expect. It's Dave. And he goes, most parents give their offspring's name like Karan the Bold or Sivaris the Dread, Silent Dread because they think it will make him grow up strong and scary. No one ever guessed that my secret dragon name is Dave. <laughs> Which has got to be the human of his mom. His oh, mom yeah. was like, I'm going to give you the most human name human possible. Name. They will never think of it. Because they will never think about a human point of view. Yeah, that is fair. Like, I feel like naming your kid like Paul or John or any other name is super common. Oh, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I mean, the only Dave I know would be my cousin who was David, but uh, he passed away years ago. But um, it was a California roll situation up north. But, um... That's only like that's the only David besides like this older guy knew Naden David who would still be younger than than the dragon. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah. definitely see like the nineteen forties someone naming their kid Dave. That oh, makes definitely. sense to me. That is a very nineteen forties name. <laughs> I'm just waiting I just kept waiting for Thomas to be added to it. Oh yeah. Get some Wendy's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so hungry right now. Like, don't do that to me. Hey, I'm not the one that keeps bringing up pie like the book. Oh my god, I want pie. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, that's how I ended my notes because I enjoyed it. Wait, there's there's more. The last line of the book is fair enough, Dave. Because she just promised she wouldn't say it or use it that much. Yeah. 
And she's just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to do it all run. Yeah, because he can control him. So she does it out of, like, adorableness to mess with him. Yep. Not to control him. Yep. Just to rib him. Yeah. And I love it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Their their relationship is, like, very even. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, she's a scientist. She's, you know, academic. She's all this kind of stuff. But she's also very relatable. And he's very much in, like, the stereotypical dragon uh, for the shifter world, like, books and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's still a little bit of it that kind of, like, he's not an alpha hole about it. Yes. He's an alpha, but he's not an alpha hole. He like, considers- he will say he's sorry. He will do stuff like that all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I like that. Yeah, it was very nice. It was very different. For and, I li- and I like how they were both like, yeah, Zed needs to get a- get partnered up now. And guess Which what is- the next book's about? It was great. I love that one. I think that may have been the Audible. Originally, I think it was an Audible only, and then they made it into a book. That sounds um, about right. Because I know that, like, because I know that at one point I bought one. It was like, it says Audible only, and now it's a book. And I was like... Yay, I don't have Audible, so this works out for me. <laughs> that is fair. Because, I mean, Audible is expensive, and, I, and like, I've and like i been poor for many, many years now. Same. <laughs> Same. Right? I went to grad school. That just tells you I'm broke. Yeah, love, right, and, I went... love and other wild things. That's the thing with uh, Zed. Yeah, Zed oh, no, I just, and... while we were sitting here, I just requested them all from the library because I have a problem. And then, like, I have to read even Trinums get the blues. Like I said, I'm waiting when I'm, like, really stressed out and need something happy. Yeah. That's what I do. I, I, like, I buy books or I get books and I wait until I'm super stressed out and I use those particular authors to kind of, like, get through it. And I know I will, like, devour a Molly Harper book in just a few hours, which is why I have to wait till they're, like, $1.99 because I read so quickly. That is fair. And those, like, those kind of books are not really available over here because it's a very niche audience. On the English side for where I live, so. I feel it. I'm very sad that Olivia Day is not in our Libby system, because I really want to read her latest one, but I have to wait until it goes cheaper. Money's a struggle. It No, it really is, and like, but I'm trying to balance it out, which is why I have to give up Kindle Unlimited after this month for now, for a little while, Um, but so I'm going to give it up and then I'll get it back later. But uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting till I get enough money to buy like the six month for like thirty bucks again. Yeah, uh, their deals are sick. And apparently, and apparently they've got deals going on right now. Okay, so there's also one find Faye. <laughs> yep. Shifters in the night. Mm-hmm. Um, Selkies are a girl's best friend. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. want to read that one because like, the there Selkie many... one is so good. Well, there there aren't that many Selkie like. Books. books yeah and it's such a weird thing too because it's such a like strong past right like it's mm-hmm. got such a strong mythology that goes like forever it seems like so yeah i like it i mean i read one by christine warren but i didn't like it so i like christine warren too i don't know if i've recommended her on here before but i haven't read her in a while but i used to read a lot of her books um back in mid 2000 like 2010 somewhere around there um i used to read a bunch of her books because she wrote like uh paranormal that's kind of like a molly harper type you know yeah versus something that's a little bit deeper and so it was really fun to read that 
Those are always the best when you're just like, they're just a good time. Yeah, and like when like the names of her books were things like Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like you, you're like, oh, no, I got this. I got this. I got this. Um, but it's been a yeah. while since I read them. I think I have one or two, but I read like the Sulky. I read the Sulky one last year for Halloween, I think, actually, and put it on Patreon. Nice. Yeah. Um, or earlier this year. Anyway, I, I used it at some point and put it on there. Because I, I like to read different books. My my patrons get a lot of weird, strange things. I mean, why else are you on Patreon? Patreon, mind you, too. I read the I watched uh, Velocipaster and recapped it. Like, wait, have you still seen like um what's her name? Diamanda Hagen did a review on that. I don't. I hmm. hmm. I've watched it twice. Yeah. The second time. Tyler was like, he was saying things, and he was like, we started watching, he was like, we don't have to finish this, like, no, no, we started this. Like, this was early on when we were dating, too, and I was just like, no, we started this, you wanted to see it, I'm gonna nap, you have to see this, and understand, it's only good for five minutes, it's horrible, it's so bad. Well, Hagen, that's what Hagen does. She reviews a lot of those really bad, like, movies, like the horror and the, like, sci-fi horror, or whatever you want to call it, genres, like the Christian horror and what all that. Like, she she does a re- lot of reviews on those kind of stuff. That's fair. But, like, she, but she did a review on it, and, like, Sven did the artwork for it, so that's how I knew mm-hmm. she did it. Because he does most of her, like, title cards and stuff, and the gags and stuff in the video. Not always, but often. Yeah. So, like, when he's not doing stuff for me, he's doing that a lot. Yeah, um, it's bad. It's <laughs> real bad. Like, they're making a second one. And you're like, why? The first one wasn't good. It's because it's, the people are like, oh, yeah, but it's so bad it's good. I'm like, it's not even that. <laughs> like, I love so good, so bad it's good. It's not. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just bad. I've watched all the Sharknados. Like, you think I would know. Heck, if you watch, like, any of the Asylum, like, the the ones that we're talking about, like, with sci-fi, like, the um, Gatoroid versus, like, Mega Python, I think that was the name of the one I couldn't remember of, I think. Oh. Yeah, uh, the one that we were talking about with, with Tiffany and Debbie Gibson, yeah. I think it was, like, Gatoroid versus Mega Python or Mega Python versus, anyway. There's, like, a billion of those versus ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, there's yeah. also Sharktopus, so hey. Oh, I've watched two of the three. <laughs> I love Sharktopus. It's wild. Too. It's wild just to see. It walks on land. Uh-huh. It walks on land. I know. You know. Uh, there's also, like, the multi-headed shark attack. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. It I've goes from, one. like, two. It's two, three, four. Or, no, two, three, five, six. Yeah. The sixth one's wild. Just I think Google I'm... six-headed shark attack and just look at the shark. It's worth I, it. I think I've seen the the two-headed one and then I stopped because like some I lost sci-fi for a while because I had no mm. TV and no internet because I was poor and I and I just couldn't afford the internet because I had to have it was either Comcast or Windstream at the time. Oh yeah, Windstream is like DSL from 1985, so it was just too expensive, so I had to give it up. But um. I missed a lot of that, so maybe I can find it on other means of watching. 
Probably yeah. the same the same way that I watch things like Real Housewives and a lot of trashy reality TV because I enjoy my trashy reality TV. Oh, I so feel good. better about myself. Watching Love after lockup, I always just in life after lockup, I always just feel so much better about myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should be watching Life After Lockup since it keeps being set in Ohio. Is it really? There's one of them set in Ohio. It's in, um, I think it's like Amelia, Ohio. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, it's probably yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Amelia, Ohio is one of the ones from this season. Oh, of course. No, I'm not even shocked. <laughs> I'm not even shocked. <laughs> I but, mean, uh... <laughs> we just had our big controversy that just happened was they printed off... 35,000 license plates that had the design wrong on them. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They did. It was funny. They're like, it's like big news. And I was like, really? This is what? Okay, cool. But on the plus side, if that's the case, then you just have to change your design. It was the design... like the plane, was, the plane was in the wrong spot because we're the home of aviation. It's sure. like, okay, but nobody cares. As long as the plane is on there, nobody cares. I Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, it's like weird. You, it's like Ohio doesn't have the money to reprint 35,000 plates again. Even with prisoner labor, prison labor, Ugh. it's still it's still expensive. It's so expensive. Um, I'm just happy I don't have to deal with it because I already got my new license plate, so it's fine. I never have to worry about it again because I can't drive over here. My license doesn't transfer, so I have to take, like, public transit. Mm -hmm. Which can be very helpful sometimes. Oh, yeah. I don't have to pay for I don't have to pay for car insurance, and it's way oh. more expensive over here. That's the thing. It's like people like, and the oh, tests. Oh, yeah. In America, like, just freaking, you have to have a car. Mm -hmm. It's so dumb. So Even dumb. if you have good public transit, you still have to have it if you want to go outside the public transit line. I know. I, I've i always been that person. I always told friends, basically, um, I will drive you if you need, to, if, like, a can. Because it's, like, not fair if they can't afford to get yeah. a car. A car that runs, to be clear. Yeah, and insurance. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, and insurance, so, when I was in, the, in Georgia... Our big person was like State Farm, right? That was the big firm downstairs, down south. And State Farm just kept going up and kept going up. And I was like, okay. So I would switch between like Liberty, State Farm, and Geico mm -hmm. and get lower ones. Because like they kept going up because Georgia just like randomly would go up without warning. And State Farm would go up like 150 or $200 between your like contract dates randomly. And so you would never be able to tell. So I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that here. And Sven can't drive and doesn't have a car because he doesn't have a license either. So mm -hmm. easy peasy, one, two, three, easy. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, before we go, because yes. we'll probably put this back in the other section too, in the Patreon stuff. But um, so before we go, I want to talk about romance for Roe. Yes. Because they talk about like you know babies and stuff like that and this and, and she talking to be fair. Like, she's talking about clipping his balls at one point. That's true. So, you know, it's only fair. Okay, so Romance for Row is a anthology that's going to be going on for nine months. You can go to romanceforrow.com. It is not an organization. It is you send money to either Planned Parenthood or 
gnarl yeah gnarl and um it's a whole thing but you go there and you get oh my god like thousands of pages <laughs> of of stuff of books and like over a million words it's like 36 stories like 20 authors a wide variety it was put together by jackie barbosa and it was because of this the road versus wade stuff in in the states and like how texas refused to strike down this and stuff like that so it was kind of like a call to action to raise money to give them a hand towards fighting things in different states because you know planned parenthood especially seems to have a shit luck in texas for instance um so 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 there's this whole thing going on so i wanted to post about it and i'm gonna put the link in my notes and like i said i'll be going for nine months so i'll probably talk about it again at the beginning of next year as a reminder uh it romance for it's really cool um eve pendle contacted me and i was reading up i was like cool i'm i'm all for rights like abortion rights obviously i'm fairly liberal if anybody hadn't figured that one out yet on this podcast <laughs> uh, don't know what you were listening to but it definitely wasn't me obviously um but because of that i wanted to put that out there and say that there are there are people fighting and people that are trying to help do what the court system in america will not do because of many different reasons so in a stacked court, it's important to have the backing and the power to just bust holes in every argument they give. So I wanted to go ahead and put that out there. And like I said, I'll link to it below. And I wanted you to be on here because we were talking about, again, how she said that she was going to have to clip his his bits because he was giving her fire semen. <laughs> fire semen. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it rights, is what it rights, is. rights I mean, for everybody, needs, <laughs> paranormal needs, or not. Yeah, she needs rights to eat that egg if she wants to, or take care of that egg. It doesn't matter. Either way, they're here for you. Exactly. And I wanted just to make sure that we talked about that because I thought it kind of like weirdly enough went in went in line there for a bit. Did. All right. <laughs> so where can they find you? And are you actually updating again? I'm going to attempt to get back to it. Okay, let's not lie. My past six months have been wild. Um, you got a better job. I got a better job. I'm finally done with all the weddings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to go to any more. I've gone to four. Like, the, just this summer. Which is, for some people, isn't a lot. But, like... It is a lot when you have to constantly travel for them. It's a lot, okay? Um, and also, you have a new job, so it's very hard to go around yeah. when you have a new job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't just say, hey, I need next week off because I'm going to a wedding. Oh, I need next week off, too. Yeah, because I work weekends, so it's literally yeah. like, hey. <laughs> thanks. And it's, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's just adjusting to a new job, too, now. Like, it's, I'm finally, I think I'm finally not burnt out, so I'm going to get back into it because i was very burnt out like you and yeah. i were talking for a while mm -hmm. and i was just you're just like are you okay and i go no I'm not okay <laughs> no you were definitely not okay i was really not okay like in the points like it like it wasn't just mental it was my body was kind of shutting down it was yeah. not great 
Yeah, but you were yeah. like literally your whole body was burning itself out oh because you were God. running I such crazy hurt. hours. Yeah. So I'm hoping I have ideas to do at least do a Halloween episode to be like, hi, I'm alive. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, no, you know what? You should have your Halloween episode drop. I can have this one drop because this one's dropping on Halloween too. And then you can be on two podcasts on the same day. Yay! We're so smart. Uh, <laughs> and mine, mine is not about dragons though, because I, I have an idea. And I was like, oh man, I want. Okay, never mind. I could Google some shit. Um, but yeah, check out Cult of Domesticity. All of it's still up. Check it out. Old episodes. Get caught up. Um, you know, check out some. Check out Heather from Nature versus Narcissism. She does uh status pending as well and ohio 88 i've been on some of those so you should check them out as well she's awesome tell her i say hi and that is courtney in a nutshell (laughs) yeah i'm starting to get hungry so (laughs) i can see why it's like what two o'clock we've been recording since 10 o'clock so and i've only had coffee and water yeah so but like luckily for the luckily for the audience we're gonna like probably bop this down to like maybe an hour and a half or two hours yeah (laughs) every time every time but on the plus side the patrons will have a lot of content you're welcome patrons there'll be no transitions between what we're talking about for the most part there's gonna be a lot of content you just gotta put i always like put like a a gong in between like this but it's done (laughs) that's what we started doing yeah that's what we started doing. We're going to start putting, like, a little noise between to signal that this is a whole nother section. You need, like, New angel, section comes. Like, New section like, comes. Did it, like, the, like, the bells things. Like, You know, like, do, like, a like a little mystical thing. And, like, no, no, we're talking about this. Oh, like, the ones that you would see on, like, the old movies from, like, the, like, 40s when they would ding the bell and you hear, like, two or three bells kind of, like, matching along. Yeah. Or, like, the bells from, um, you know, in Greece when they do the morning announcements, like, the... Din- yeah! Din- 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, See if yeah. I can see if I'm one of those free, one of those, like, free-to-use ones so that YouTube doesn't take all those things down. Oh, not, it's not on YouTube. It, it'll be under YouTube It'll if it's on yeah. video, but it's not video, so it'll be on uh, the Patreon, but yeah. So, because sometimes I put stuff on, on YouTube, so... Yeah. Like, my unboxing from Body Bookworms a couple, like, years ago? Yeah. Um, last year? Yeah. I put it on, it's on an unlisted video where only my patrons can see me open up a box of, like, a box with sex toys and a book. Nice. Mm. Yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice little sponsor moment. Um, because I love to read. Mm-hmm. I have to read that book, though. I got distracted by life. There, there was this whole panorama going on. You had a I don't know if you've heard about it. Yeah, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you've heard about it, but yeah. Yeah, the panorama came around, and just the view got more and more dim as I went down the line, so. That's fair. Yeah. But, um, okay, so we will see you again at some point, because all I have to do is say, hey, you want to come on? And you're like, sure. I'm very easy to catch this way. Yes, and also I give you, like, a week's or two warning, and that's even better. But I gave you warning on this one between the last one and this one to read Yeah, we book. decided. You told me you were reading this, and I was like, I love this book. And you're like, eh? Huh? You want to yeah. come back? You want to come back? And you're like, yes. And I was like, yay! I mean, I did start your Dragon's fucking 2019, so. I know. It's only fair. Exactly. I mean, you need to talk about the book that started it all for you. I know. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Okay, I'm going to let you... Stop recording now, and then we can say our goodbyes off camera. 
Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, what was your message for the Halloween? Dragon fucking 2021. Let's get dragon fucking 2022. Please hashtag that and tag this podcast in it. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if they'll allow fucking, but dragon effing. Dragon effing 2022. Dragon, dragon F 2022. Yeah. There you go. Please tag this podcast whether it's on instagram twitter or facebook so that way jess knows the love and also <laughs> to bring me back to talk about more dragon tr- fucking <laughs> we can compare our favorite dragon fuckings oh yes <laughs> i'm thinking of a marsh madness level bracket <laughs> no that's just too much work <laughs> oh no we're all doing it at one go we're just gonna rank them no, that's still too much work because you and I would be on the call for like 12 hours. That is true. <laughs> it's us. We've been recording for three and a half hours. And yeah, we've been talking yeah, we... for four and a half hours. So. Yep. Nope. That would be a no. It It'll be social like... media only. <laughs> social media only. We can't actually do this in person. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hang up with you now. Okay, bye. So what did you think? Was this a great Halloween episode? I thought so. And really, I mean, in part one, we were talking about gold, fucking on gold. What do you think? Please let me know somewhere. Again, Tamsil's podcast. I'm going to say that again because you've had an hour and a half to forget that. And you can always go on patreon.com and you can have more information at Damsel's Podcast. Okay, I want to say thank you to everybody that has been very patient this month. And I want to especially say thank you for Courtney because I kind of roped her into doing this episode and we didn't have plans for it. Yet somehow it turned out this way and I am so grateful for it. Honestly, you know, Carrie and Courtney show up whenever I ask for anyone and I cannot ask for better friends for that, to be fair. All right. I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a wonderful Halloween. Or if you don't celebrate Halloween, I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. I just, I want you to have the best life possible. It's been a really fun month coming up with reading all this dragon fucking. (laughs) Maybe, I mean, Courtney wants to know if you guys want to do dragon fucking 2022. If you do, we'll see if we can make it happen. Just let me know. I love reading dragon shifter books because I love dragons and unicorns. Speaking of which, I will recommend there's a book called Unicorn Vet by Zoe Chant. That's literally about a animal vet that is a unicorn shifter, and I love that. He's also, there's also a wolf and bear in that series. I have not read the outlying series that go with it, but I really enjoyed those two and I flew through them and I wanted to put that out there because to me, dragons and unicorns kind of go together. Or would you guys like to have a unicorn month next year? I don't know. I didn't know there was unicorn shifter books, but apparently there is. So if anyone would like to have topics, I would appreciate it. If you have any topics for the December holidays, oh my god, please let me know. I have a few I want to talk about, but I also want to go beyond Christmas because I know that December is a big holiday for a lot of, not even just religions, but spirituality, and I want to talk about that. So if you have something, please let me know. Honestly, like I said, Twitter is your best bet just because it's easier for me to check that during my school breaks because I go to class for about four hours a day and I do that four days a week and it's easy for me just to open up Twitter, see that, 
you know, respond to it, screen cap it, whatever need to do, then go about it because it's, yeah, <laughs> I'm learning German grammar like 16 hours a week. So that's much easier to kind of process and sometimes some of the other ways. I will look forward to you in mid-November and I hope you have a really great life, month, year. I don't know. Just <laughs> enjoy your life. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.